Welcome to the Successful Man Podcast, Episode 4. This is Rob Montgomery. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm excited that it's 2021. Many people are excited to have 2020 behind them. And this is a year to, or this is a time to really look forward to new beginnings, right? I always love the new year. I love this time of year, kind of a reset, a time to rethink, reprioritize, gather our thoughts, get our minds focused for another year and accomplishing great things and being successful in every area that we find ourselves in. So I hope you are enjoying the podcast. If you've enjoyed it and got something from it, I want to encourage you to share it with someone and to maybe leave a comment in whatever platform you're using or a, or provide a rating, and that'll help help get it out there even more. But today, I want us to, because it's the new year, I want us to focus on something that I think is so important at the end of a year and the beginning of a new year, and that's this thought of reflection. I want to read a few things from a book by John Maxwell, and the book is The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, Live Them and Reach Your Potential. And I want to use one of them today, uh, dealing with this thought of reflection, because something that I enjoy, and and you'll see here that John Maxwell uh, loves to do, is to reflect on the prior year and use the lessons learned to help us improve in the coming year. And as in in this podcast, of course, we're focusing on the roles that we hold. Some of you are fathers. Some of you are husbands. You may be a business owner. You may be an employee. You may be a preacher. You may be a police officer, whatever profession you're in. In, in every role that we hold in life, and you know, for me, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor, um, I'm a son, citizen. It's good to evaluate, how did I do this last year? And I want to encourage you today with these lessons that you learned to take time early in January to really think about 2020, think about the roles you hold, and how how you did. You need to take time to reflect. Let's just dive into the book here and and just hear what he has to say, and then we'll get into uh, the, the life application part right away. He says here in uh, chapter four, there are many different ways of growing and an infinite number of lessons to be learned in life, but there are some kinds of growth that come to us only if we are willing to stop, pause, and allow the lessons to catch up with us. Of course, he's talking about pausing to reflect. And he says, learning to pause allows growth to catch up with you. That's the law of reflection. Here's, here are my observations concerning the power of the pause and how reflection can help you grow. Number one, reflection turns experience into insight. Number two, Everyone needs a time and a place to pause. Number three, pausing with intention expands and enriches thinking. And number four, when you take time to pause, use your eyes. And and he gives four words that begin with I for you to think about as you reflect. 
And remember, we're going to think about and reflect on every role that we hold. The thing I would love for you to do is get out a pen and paper, write down each of those roles, and you're going to use these eyes as you think about each of them. First is investigation. In other words, you're going to investigate your calendar as best you can. Go back each month and and look at where you focused your effort, where you focused your time, and what you did in each of those roles. The second eye is incubation. In other words, and he, he equates the, the mind and meditating and thinking as a slow cooker. You know, let, that, let those thoughts incubate. And really, I personally like to do this in a time of prayer, asking God to show me how, how did I do? How did I do in these areas? Is he pleased with me? Where can I improve? And as you do that, an interesting thing happens. That's the next eye, illumination. In other words, you'll have what he calls an aha moment, something that you get insight on or you realize you need to fix, you need to change, you need to work on, you need to improve. And then the last eye is illustration. Once you've reflected on each role, once you've thought about, once you've thought about each role and how you've performed, how, how you've executed the the various tasks or the the things that are important to you that make you successful in each of those roles. And you've just spent time thinking, maybe praying, maybe just contemplating your efforts in those areas. Hopefully you've gained some insight in how you can improve or ways you even made mistakes. The, the last step is really to write it down. Write out those steps, write out those thoughts on paper. I want to keep going here with this book because this is so important here. In chapter 7, he says, What is your favorite time of year? Is it Christmas? Is it when you celebrate your birthday or when flowers bloom in the spring? Or your summer vacation? Or when the children go back to school? Or the beginning of football season? Or when the leaves change? When is it? I can tell you mine. It's the week after Christmas. The next section is titled, Glancing Backward, Planning Forward. He says, On Christmas Day in the afternoon, after the grandchildren have finished opening all their presents and all the hoopla has died down, I can hardly contain myself because I know it's time for one of the things I love most every year. I still off to my study while everyone else is watching television or napping. There on my desk waiting for me is my appointment calendar from the preceding year and a yellow legal pad. Starting that afternoon and continuing that week up until New Year's Eve, I spend time reviewing my calendar. I review every appointment, meeting, commitment, and activity, hour by hour, from the previous 359 days, and I evaluate each of them. I look carefully at my speaking engagements and consider what I should do more of and what I should do less of and what I should eliminate together or altogether. I look at the growth opportunities I pursued and judge which gave a high return and which didn't. I look at all the meetings and appointments I had and determine which ones I should do more of and which I should eliminate. I consider how much time I spent doing things that I should have delegated to someone else. I evaluate whether I spent enough time with my family. I also make a list of all the things Margaret and I did together that year, and I take her out to dinner one night so we can reminisce and enjoy them once again.
I try to, re- to account for every waking hour I had the previous year. And what's the value of that? It helps me to develop strategies for the coming year. Because I do this every year and have for decades, I become more focused, strategic, and effective every year. Even if I have a difficult time or relatively unproductive year compared to what I desired, it's never a loss because I learn from it and improve improve upon it in the coming year. When I first read this, I thought, wow, this guy is super detailed. Um, And I, I think it was maybe five or six years ago that the first time I actually saw that he spends, you know, a week or so after Christmas to really dig into his calendar. For me, the hard part is even keeping a detailed calendar. Of course, when you have a secretary and you have a someone that helps manage your life at the level he's at, it's, it's easy to delegate those responsibilities. But when you're in charge of your own calendar, and if you're not one that likes routine, you know, I don't mind routines, but uh, it's it's a tough habit to develop to to document everything on a daily basis in order to have that at the end of the year to reflect on it. But at a minimum, what I tried to do was have a, an actual paper calendar that, that I keep with me. Um, if you ever see me, you'll see I have a three-ring binder with me. I have every month in there, loose-leaf, three-hole-punched papers. I actually print out calendars on timeanddate.com and... And that's where I record everything that happens on a month-to-month basis and try to take notes daily on what, what goes on. And and when I first started implementing this in my life, it felt a little overwhelming because it's tough to, you know, it's tough to account for every waking moment like he does to the level of detail. But at a minimum, what it did do was it helped me see where where did I put in effort? Where did I give um, focus that year? Is there an area I need to improve on? And so I want to encourage you this year for 2021, if you are not a calendar person, even if you use it in your phone, and I'm still learning the best way to use technology, I'm kind of old school on like paper and pen, I want to encourage you to get a calendar for this year, something that has months, something that has weeks, and even even daily, so that you can reflect every day and maybe keep track of of how you're spending your time. You know, if you're working a job nine to five, you know that's in there. But you know, t- take a note if you spend time and do something special with your kids, or if you do something with your wife this year, or if there's something you're going above and beyond, do your best to document that this year. I want you to be able to, at the end of next year, or at the end of this year, to uh, to reflect on all that you've accomplished in these roles that you hold. And as well, if you even if you don't have a calendar, or even if you didn't document in 2020 the things that you did, I want to encourage you to take time. Take, take 30 minutes. Take an hour. Take half a day and get alone, get alone in prayer with a piece of paper and a pen and walk through each month. Did you just live your normal life and then every night watch TV and play on your phone and maybe play some video games, 
you know, did you do something special? Was there a memory? Was there something? What stands out to you? What do you remember the most? And go month by month. And I think you'll find that the things you remember are a lot of times special memories that you created or were created based on events in your life. And and I think that'll show you the importance of of our time this year. That you know we we've been we've all been given a certain amount of time and it's up to us how we use it. And so taking these lessons learned from John Maxwell what this allowed me to do was to be very intentional about how to use time in the roles that I hold. In other words, creating memories. I'll give you a quick example. My wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so she doesn't know what I'm going to be doing this year. But she mentioned, you know, it's been a while since we've had family pictures. And having a family picture is important uh, to her. It's not something we do every year, but it is something that, um, you know, if you don't think about it, if you don't plan it, guess what? Another year will go by and it will never happen. But I was talking with my daughters and one of them mentioned, said, hey, dad, why don't we take a picture every month so we can kind of see how everybody grows, how everybody changes. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. And then we will either put that in some sort of book, turn it into a Christmas present, and it'll be something special for my wife at the end of 2021, something we haven't ever really done ever before. So guess what? That requires planning, though. It requires actually thinking about getting the family together, taking a picture together, saving that picture in a special folder on the computer, and then most importantly, that first week of December, getting everything squared away to have a book made so it's ready in time for Christmas. Guess what? That's something I've already put down on my in my journal and on my calendar to make happen this year. You know, and it's something that it's not a earth shattering project. It's not a you know, no one else is going to benefit from it in the sense of outside of our family. But doing it together as a family all year and then it being a special gift at the end of the year, it is something that when we look back on 2021, I'll forever remember. And she'll remember that's the year we put together a family album. So I, I thank my girls for that insight. And then, and then I think the lessons I've learned from John Maxwell in reflection and and in planning it has enabled me to to think this through and that's and that's how you can kind of maybe use your lessons learned and then turn it into plans for the future. I want to read a a Bible verse to you that I think kind of goes along with this thought. It's in the book of James chapter 1 starting in verse 22. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, 
and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. The interesting thing is we don't we don't give credit a lot of times to the fact that guy even looks in the glass, right? It's important to just see the reflection first. We give him a hard time for walking away and forgetting. The first step's look in the glass. That's what reflection's about. Is just taking time to stop and think and look and ponder about what you've been able to do. And again, write out those roles that you hold. Think about how you graded yourself in our very first podcast. Think about how you've performed over 2020. You know, 2020 brought some interesting difficulties our way in potential job losses for people, how we conduct business on a day-to-day basis, depending on where you live in the country, how you live your life daily, whether your kids go to school or not. So many things were affected. You know, we didn't have church for a few weeks and did everything online before we started meeting back together. So 2020 was an interesting year, and you could you could say it's a good it's a year of adversity, right? So how did we respond? How did we handle it? How did we work through it as a family, as individuals, as parents, as employees, as employers? How did we work through 2020, this year of adversity? Those are great questions to ask. But we don't want to just reflect and just think about it and then walk away, right? We want to actually as this says, be a hearer and a doer. And then John Maxwell talks about one of the I, the last I was illustrate. We want to take the lessons learned and write them down into things that we can then use in this coming year. Let me give you an, a, another another practical example. As I was reflecting back on 2020 and I made an effort to spend time with my children, but not. I made an effort to spend time with my children, but not in some ways that I feel like I need to, as I have twin daughters that are about to be uh, drivers here soon. But they have, you know, two years from graduating high school, and time is flying by. And so. Thinking back on 2020, while we did spend time together, something I need, I, I evaluated myself as a father and realized I need to give more individual attention to them. Because listen, it's tough when you're raising four kids to give individual attention. It requires time that sometimes you don't have. However, I want to do my best in 2021 to schedule that individual attention time, whether it means taking them out to McDonald's for a Sunday or just going through the drive through and sitting in the car and talking for a little bit, or just going for a drive or going for a walk. Those are things that I can be thinking about. I can be planning 
and preparing for on a month-to-month or week-to-week basis going into this new year. And, and that those thoughts came to me simply by sitting down, looking back at 2020, letting the, the as I was investigating my role as a father, letting the thoughts incubate my mind in prayer as well. I just felt an overwhelming urge to spend individual time with my daughters. And I thank God for that. And I guarantee if you will do that, if you will sit down with each of those roles and just ponder each thought or each ponder each role, spend time thinking, just just let whether the thoughts are bad or good, you know, negative or positive, the key is it's it's learning that's happening. And you will get better. You will improve. I want to finish up by reading just a little bit more from this book. He says, Most people allow their lives simply to happen to them. They float along. They wait. They react. And by the time a large portion of their life is behind them, they realize they should have been more proactive and strategic. I hope that hasn't been true for you. If it has then I want to encourage you to develop a stronger sense of urgency and a pro-strategic mindset. As you plan and develop strategies for your life and growth, I want to share with you some of the things I've learned that have helped me in the process. And he gives a few lessons here that are are important, and I, I think I'll go over those just real quickly. The first one is life is very simple, but keeping in that way, Keeping it that way is very difficult. As your family grows, as responsibilities grow, pressures grow, the decisions get bigger, life does become more complex. What he talks about in this section is that even though life is more complicated, we have to make effort to keep it simple. And it comes down to values, right? What's important to you? The second thing he says is designing your life is more important than designing your career. And if you're a 20-something, and I would even say a young 30s listener to this podcast, one of the things at the forefront of our mind as young men is what what am I going to do in life? What am I going to be? How am I going to establish myself in my career? How am I going to provide for my family? You know, a lot of a lot of us attach our feeling of success or our identity to what we are as far as our employment. We need to be careful that we don't wrap our identity around what our work is on a daily basis. We need to see our work is is a is a means to an end. It's not the it is not the end, right? It is the thing that helps me and my family to live in this life, it's not who I am. And and what he says here is designing your life's more important than designing your career. And the reason I want to point this out to you is because if you're a young man and you spend a lot of time focusing on your career and improving yourself and making it to the next level, all the while you're married, maybe you're having children, time flies. And if you're not intentional about spending time with your wife, spending time with your kids, 
I honestly think that's why a lot of men enter what they call a midlife crisis because their identity has been wrapped up in what they do or who they are as far as work is concerned, their career, that it, if that changes or when that changes or they suddenly have a realization of, of that this is not who I am, it, it's difficult to deal with. That's where this reflection and planning is so important here at the end of a year and the start of a new year is because you can be more proactive in making your life an important part of your schedule, the roles that you hold an important part of your schedule, and not letting your career or you taking it to the next step be the thing that drives every decision. The third point he makes is really important. He says life is not a dress rehearsal. In other words, you only got one shot, right? We've got to make it count. I mean, I think about the fact that I'm this year I'm going to be 44 years old. It blows my mind. I still, well, my mind says I'm 18, but my body lets me know I'm older for sure. But still, I think I don't see myself as, you know, almost mid-40s. It just kind of boggles my mind how fast time flies. And, you know, my dad just celebrated his 81st birthday at the end of last month. And he will tell you, as the Bible says, life is like a vapor. We've only got one shot. Imagine if you're listening to this podcast and you're 22 or you're 18 or you're 25 or you're 16. And for the next 20 years, you take the end of a year to look back at how well you performed in every role that you hold and evaluate the positive, the negative, where you need to improve. How much stronger of a family are you going to have? How much better of a relationship are you going to have with your spouse and your children? How much better of an employee or business owner will you be if you take time to do that and do that for one, two, three decades? I wish I would have been taught this lesson at age 20. I'm thankful that I've learned it and have applied it for several years now, but just imagine now if you're able to do that at a young age, how that's going to impact you in, in 10, 15, 20 years. The last point's important here. In planning your life, multiply everything by two. And I'll just read what he says. I've learned that the important things in life usually take longer than we expect and cost more than we anticipate. That is especially true when it comes to personal growth. So what do I do to compensate? I multiply by two. If I think something will take me an hour to do, I plan for double to stay out of trouble. If I think a project will take a week to accomplish, I allot two. If I think a goal will require $1,000 to fund, I set aside 2000 Two isn't a magic number. It just seems to work for me. I found that multiplying everything by two infuses realism into my optimism. One of the greatest quotes I think John Maxwell gives, he says, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. And, you know, we overestimate a lot of times because we don't take into consideration the realism of how long it takes to accomplish things. So that's a good thing to reflect on as you 
look back in 2020 and as you document things in 2021, when you planned for an event, when you planned for a project, when you planned for accomplishing something, how much time did you allot yourself and how much time did it take? You can begin to build good lessons learned in that and that will give you great wisdom moving forward to help you be better at time management and and estimating the time required to accomplish tasks that you want to you want to work on. So, I hope this has been helpful to you and I hope it's an encouragement to you as we enter 2021 to take time to reflect on 2020, think about those roles, think about your performance in each of them and really begin to be proactive in 2021 in planning based on your lessons learned and then using this year to get better at recording and documenting how you do in every role. That way, at the end of 2021, we can look back and do an even better evaluation of ourselves as we're on this path to success in every role that we hold. Well, Happy New Year. I hope it's been a, a great first day for you, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you soon. Appreciate that you take time to listen. Again, please share, comment, encourage others to listen. Definitely provide me feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is the Successful Man Podcast.